much. Hit it, boys. Second straight week, Pete on the road, Deej in your hearts. I'm feeling a little better. You look a lot better because you're wearing the uh, Colorado Rockies City Connect jersey. Is that what that is? Absolutely. Is there is that NBA? What's no, City this Connect? Is the, this is the City Connect. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite fantastic. I'm very happy. The, the people that I'm with on the uh, the Stanley Cup road trip were laughing at like how horny I am for the Rockies jersey. They were like, "This is literally all you've talked about since we've since we got to Denver." <laughs> and I was like, "I gotta have one. I gotta have one." Uh, and I got one, and it has lived up to the hype. It's awesome. What baby wants, he gets. I like the thing on the what's the thing on the arm? The like little C R thing they have going on. That's their that's their logo. The C nice. is for Colorado. The R is for Rockies. Do you know what that H on a Canadian's jersey stands for? Hockey. That's correct. Folks at home think that we're doing a brunch bit, but it does. The C. That's my fa- my favorite legitimate trivia question is. What does the H stand for on a Canadian's jersey? Because it might as well stand for horny because of how horny everyone is to be like, I know the answer. It stands for Habs or if you prefer Habitants. No, it doesn't. Stands for hockey, the sport that they play, Club de Hockey. That, what's so, that, that gives the Canadians a leg up on the Leafs, who I think the Leafs already think like they have like the purest and best everything which is just so hilarious because no not even close i like the canadians have an even more simple jersey than the leafs and i you would i think that most people would would say the leafs probably have in a very classic way the most like simple self-explanatory jersey in sports because it's just a leaf and it says toronto maple leafs on it there's no guessing there there's just no room for guessing. But the Canadians straight up are like, "It's this is for hockey." <laughs> if you see a the, bunch of guys wearing this is these, our hockey shirts, yeah. The, uh, you were at the NHL awards last night, which now that uh, it's gone away from NBC, I think I'm like legally allowed to say how much I hate the NHL awards, and I'm doing a show off of it. But even I feel like even when NBC had it, I was like. Are, is there not like a best of Will Ferrell we can toss on or so? Because it's always so bad. And we were talking before the podcast, and you did note they at least consolidated it. It's an hour long, yeah. uh, but it was terrible, of course. And but the best part of it though was when Austin Matthews won the heart. Keenan said, "It's nice yeah. to see Toronto win something in June." I was so mad because I was like, literally, I took a picture of Austin Matthews up on stage and I was literally about to send basically that exact same joke on Twitter. And then he said it and I was like, fuck, people are going to, people are going to think that I stole this from fucking Keenan. Do you remember? In in reality, Keenan stole that from me because that's my brand. I was going to say that's, that, that's one of those, like if, if everybody's racing to do it, it's a little obvious, but it's not, it's not your fault that. When you see Leafs, you think, joke about the Leafs. That's a Maple Leafs problem. Back in the day, man, my dream was uh, to organize a squad to fix the NHL awards. In that, like, if you must air this and make it a show 
hosted by Joshua Jackson or whoever you want to pick in a given year, get like, I remember I wanted to be uh, like me, you, Greg Wyshynski, Sean Gentili, Ryan Lambert, maybe a couple of others. Tony like, X. Let us be, this was pre-Tony X, man. Tony X was not born yet. This was really years ago. But I was like, you don't have to put any of our names on it. Not that anyone would fucking care about that. But just like, let us be the writing staff. At yeah. least like, let us write the jokes and explain to the host what they mean. Because I remember at one point, Joshua Jackson said a joke that was so bad. And then he like blamed the writing live. Do you remember this? He was <laughs> no. like, this is what they told me to say. Look, like, I don't think it's funny either. So bad. Keenan, love Keenan. Uh, very rough monologue. I couldn't tell if he was channeling Norm slash Tim Heidecker, but when he said uh, Igor Shosturkin, he's a goalie. That guy plays the entire game. Give him a trophy or at least a break. That was straight Norm McDonald doing his sports show. <laughs> R.I.P. Norm. It would have been amazing if Norm. He did die, huh? Yeah, he did. Famously, famously, Norm, uh, no longer with us. I have a question for you as an Italian man. Okay. Is it salad related? It's absolutely salad related. Okay. What do you do when you do salad? Because not to brag, I've recently discovered uh, a little mom and pop shop called Sweet Green. (laughs) Yeah. Chaboy's living there. (laughs) You ever do Sweet Green? Uh, I I think I did it once uh, in California. But I wasn't blown away by it. It's or a anything. California spot, I think. It's yeah. So there are a lot of Italians there. Local. Did you see that there's? Did you see that there's an Outback Steakhouse inside Amelie Arena? I was gonna say I don't know how I missed that, but Amelie Arena is a fucking zoo. So <laughs> I totally believe that that's there. It is. I uh, we got like they didn't they didn't cater the uh, the game three. They gave us like food vouchers and stuff. So they're like go up to the concourse and get whatever and. Uh, there was an Outback Steakhouse there, and I got, I got, um, I got chicken tenders from Outback Steakhouse. Oh. And they were pretty fucking great. I love that move. I love the move of. I, I wouldn't want it all the time. I do like the catering situation because, especially when it's Stanley Cup Final, a lot of the times uh, the the league is in charge of it versus the teams, and they're yeah. like, "Look, everyone hates us enough already. We have to at least keep these dummies happy. Let's get them some good stuff." Did you? Did they have like a? Did you go to uh, the welcome party at either city? I did. I went to the. They had the welcome party in Denver at uh, Dirk's Bentley Whiskey Bar or whatever it is. Ah, nice. It was fun. I, that was where I watched the uh, the Celtics lose, though. Oh, cool. They have a lot. Of, was the food on point, or was it Dirk's Bentley food? Uh, they had like heavy hors d'oeuvres, and yeah, uh, they were pretty solid. Um, I wasn't like. Wasn't eating a whole lot, which is explains why I blacked out at the the welcome party. You Probably blacked out at the welcome party? Yeah, I sure did. I I'm tell you what, I've gotten extremely drunk at those things before, but that's like to folks, uh, to 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 the layman, that that's like the definition of the beginning of the night. Yeah, that's like the first of probably four stops. No. Uh... Not really. Did it, that, that wasn't really the vibe uh, this time. Yeah, that was, was like the, the opening and closing. Late. Yeah. 
Also, we were on uh, we were on Mountain Time, so like uh, like eleven felt like one in the morning. Nice. So uh, yeah, the time zone thing. Also, I w- I've been told that the altitude uh, that when you first get to Denver or Colorado, uh, like y- you should watch what you drink because you can get drunk a lot faster. Interesting. It's like the old. It's like using Diet Coke as a mixer. What's that? What's that theory? I don't. I don't think I've heard that one. Apparently, using a diet soda versus a a, a diesel soda diesel. gets you drunk quicker. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Which I believe because I think that a diet soda kills you quicker. So <laughs> it's probably damaging all parts of your body. Uh, we'll continue the salad talk in a second, but first, gotta pub the Patreon. Patreon.com slash listen to brunch. We have got some exciting things coming, specifically, Better Call Saul content. I think that. One of the more exciting runs of television was the final episodes of Breaking Bad, and I believe this, yeah, this podcast was definitely on on the air or on the webs when Breaking Bad was coming out, and I would have loved to have been doing some, like, real heavy Breaking Bad stuff and kind of shutting the world down for those final episodes because they deserved it, so... As I do a Better Call Saul rewatch, which I just concluded yesterday with the uh, horrible redacted of redacted, I am all horned up on Better Call Saul, and we talk about Better Call Saul, Pete, off the podcast so much, so we're going to do a uh, Better Call Saul post-game show. As each of these final episodes air, we're lining up some guests. We're also going to be doing some just like general Better Call Saul content on the Patreon. I posted an article yesterday that is the five least respected characters in Better Call Saul, mainly because I realized one character who's in both shows gets zero respect from anybody and it uh, tickles me. But we've got a lot of Better Call Saul stuff coming on the Patreon and if if you don't want the Better Call Saul stuff, or if you don't watch, we're also going to have other stuff on there. But join the Patreon, patreon.com slash listen to brunch. Hell yeah, brother. You're pumped who for is that. Your, uh, who is your, uh, who's the guy that sparked the the discussion? So this is a classic Not brunch thing to say, hey, we got this stuff behind the paywall. Well, the, well there's four more. Okay. Is, is he your number one? He is my number one. All right, so don't reveal the number one. You can tell me off the air. All give right. me, give me like something to snack on, though. All right, number one is Victor. Ah, uh, Victor Re- is not not respected by Here, anybody. Here's all right. Should I? I'll, I can read uh, from the Patreon to really give it away for free. Show you the type <laughs> of stuff that you're getting here. Uh, now you have to remember that I'm factoring in. Breaking Bad stuff, which might be a little unfair, but famously, uh, Gus didn't have much respect for Victor. But something that happened this season really sealed the deal. Here's a little blurb. Uh, Number one, Victor. This didn't dawn on me until watching Nacho's final episode when there is a plan for him to die relatively peacefully at the hands of Victor. Nacho would literally rather kill himself. (laughs) 
And then I go in more and explain other stuff. But remember, like Mike sits him down and he's like, all right, now here's the plan. You're going to be hogtied. Once they finish their little speech or whatever they're going to do of whatever they're going to do to you, get up, charge at Victor. He'll put you down quick. That way you don't have to get tortured by the Salamancas. Good. Seems fair to everybody. Okay. And Nacho's like, I need to very quickly figure out a way to kill myself. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, that's a good, good point. Victor, just like the one job that he was assigned to, maybe that's why they don't respect him in Breaking Bad, is like this guy rather would rather shoot himself in the head yeah. than have you kill him. All right, you can stay on, but we're not going to give you any important assignments. Certainly not to make light of suicide. This is the last podcast to do that, but I kind of want to splice uh, Mike explaining how it's going to go down to Nacho with Michael Scott. Hey, I'd rather kill myself. Michael. <laughs> uh, may contain spoilers, by the way. For sure. <laughs> may, contain, yeah. may contain spoilers. Uh, also on there, Lyle's on there, the, the manager of Poyos Hermanos. He really gets pushed around in seasons three and four. I forgot that... Uh, Hector, you should do a uh, Better Call Saul rewatch at some point, but um, I forgot that Hector goes into Poyos Hermanos one episode and really makes like a big fucking stink and causes a scene. This is before he's uh, he's using the, the old the bell. Yeah. 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 Interesting. I don't remember that because I, I mean, I, I remember them like establishing that he and Gus do not get along whatsoever. Right. And he has no respect for Gus, but I don't remember him like causing a stink in the uh, in the restaurant. Well, you know the big issue with Gus and Hector. In, in this goes back to Breaking Bad. Well, Hector killed his partner. Right? Yeah. 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 Which also brings up uh we can get into this too. Are there gay characters in better in uh, the Breaking Bad Better Call Saul universe? I looked this up. There's one character that I thought might be, just given that relationships aren't shown. Um, what? Uh, um, Tyrus? Uh, Gale? Oh. I got the vibe from Tyrus. Gale. Oh, Gale, yeah, Gale perhaps. Gale could be asexual, but uh, that could be another article we do. Sexualizing the Breaking <laughs> Bad and Better Call Saul universe. Hell yeah, like playing matchmaker, setting them up with people. Right, just like, hey, today, when you're on the Patreon, A, you get messages from us. We'll just send you nice notes every now and then. But B, you get uh, alerted every time we post some content on there. So, like, imagine you wake up one day, check your email, and from Patreon, it says, just posted on the brunch Patreon, is Ted Benninke gay? And then you (laughs) click on it, and it's like, uh, all signs point to no... He has an affair with uh, Skylar White. Yeah. That would be a great series. It's just like, is this character from Breaking Bad gay? Hey, yeah. <laughs> Who's that? We did have, I don't know if we had this conversation on the podcast, but I think we had it at the Red Sox game. Uh, whether or not um, Hank and Marie fuck. Oh, I think about that all the time. <laughs> In the end, I don't think that they do. I think the answer that we decided on was definitely no. Right. Because they, they One word. They, Minerals. Rocks. Yeah. They're, they're not Sorry, rocks, Marie. 
Uh, that's actually perfect, Tyler. Hey, if you're not on the Listen to Brunch Patreon, if you're not on the patreon.com slash listen to brunch, this is the type of stuff you're missing out on. When Pete and I aren't doing the podcast, we're generally talking about little Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, things like this. So I am pumped, dude. For the after show thing, again, already trying to line up some uh, some guests. It's going to be... It's going to rock. Very excited. We'll have Very little excited. Breaking Bad type uh, games we can work in there. Uh, I'll, I'll lastly say this on the Better Call Saul thing. On the list of not respected characters is Daniel Wormald, the IT guy slash drug dealer who sells pills to nachos to nacho in the early seasons. And he's the guy from... Uh, he's also in The Office. He plays the like really dumb guy from the warehouse in the later seasons. You'd know him if you saw him, but he ends yeah, up, probably. he ends up, uh, he, he wants to go by the name price P R Y C E. He's like this very bald nerd. And is he the one that has the Hummer. Yes. He buys the Hummer with oh, like okay. flames yeah. on it and everything. And he has like a baseball card collection that he's like obsessed with. Yes. He freaks out about the baseball cards. And when the cops come, to his house after Nacho robs him and they find like all this stuff that suggests okay this guy is definitely a drug dealer all he's doing is like talking down to the police over how they don't understand how important it is to find these baseball cards because even the slightest crease can bring down the cards grade from like this to this he my man is my man is the king of lacking self-awareness yeah but it's in a fun yeah. like some characters like Michael Scott when they lack self awareness, it kind of can give me the heebie-jeebies because I, I I think we should all be self aware and uh, it's probably a better thing. It's probably worse for your anxiety, but kind of generally being self aware. If you're being a goofball, know you're being a goofball. If you're being an asshole, certainly hope uh, you know you're being an asshole. But. This guy has no self-awareness, and if you were to say it to him, he'd be like, I don't have time for self-awareness. Do you understand that these baseball cards are, like, in this condition? He's the fucking best. And his relationship with Mike is awesome. Yeah, I remember that guy uh, just because it was, like, much needed um, uh, comic relief in those earlier seasons. Yeah, because Jimmy couldn't do it all himself. Yeah, he wasn't there. Uh, the Chuck stuff was pretty heavy. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was a uh, that he was. Uh, I re- he stands out to me as, as I didn't remember his name, but he stands out to me as like an important character in like the first couple of seasons. It's a brilliant show. I have such a hard time throwing shade at Better Call Saul. Sometimes fellas also have a hard time finding the right shade when it comes oh. to correcting those grays because whether. It's jet black, real black, dark brown, or one of the four others offered by L'Oreal Paris for their men expert one twist hair color. It can be tough. It can be a little daunting. I personally, Pete, we've talked about this before. What color is my hair? It's easy to look at me and say, uh, probably black, right? Yeah. But it's very close to black. So that's what I've learned. It's very close to black. And the reason I've learned it is from the L'Oreal Paris Shade Matcher Tool, aided by augmented reality, which provides the ultimate accessory in selecting the perfect hair color shade. I personally, 
I'm a dark brown. I'm dark brown. It's very dark brown. Pete, on the other hand, you're looking at, uh, I could get you in a, I think you're just like straight up brown. I used to always call you blonde and you would call me dumb for that. Yeah, people always used to say that I was blonde. I like was a blonde baby, but I don't consider myself blonde. I, I would say I'm brown or light brown. Interesting. Well, I'll tell you, L'Oreal ex- L'Oreal men expert one twist hair color. I've said before, not complicated at all, very easy to do, and I'll as you can see the grays which are spotty, they're here and there for me. They're not detected and more importantly, the whole application just blends right in. You could look at me. You could look at Dylan, who's been doing it as well. Dylan's got a fantastic video that he posted. Dylan Shivery, our friend from Circling Back. Where I like looking at Dylan. I am always happy to look at Dylan, to talk to Dylan. A fun thing about talking to Dylan. I don't know if you ever noticed this. This is a cool experience that people have when talking to Dylan. If you talk to Dylan for a little bit, before long, he's going to say something nice about me. <laughs> and I'm he going to will. I'm going to clarify. I'm not saying like he's not going to say he's going to say something nice about you or he's going to say something nice about somebody no, or the person bring up DJ. He's going to bring up DJ and if I weren't doing this little spot for L'Oreal Men Expert One Twist Hair Color, he'd be doing it for me. He'd be talking about, "Hey, you see Deej? You listen to Deej? You get to know Deej?" Something about that guy, man. And the circling back guys mostly agree that Dylan really likes me, but they'll also sometimes agree like, yeah, some of those qualities that you're bringing up about DJ are very nice. So the L'Oreal Paris Shade Matcher Tool, again, it's aided by augmented reality, use a smartphone to scan the QR code on the product's box and it instantly launches this digital tool, which uses three quick, simple questions to help men decipher their ideal shade from the seven color options. And I love that they have so many options. I love that you can be deciding before you use the tool, hey, which one of these things am I? Because when we talk about hair, man, we talk about black, brown, blonde, and I don't know, some havesy, gray, something that you might dye it. L'Oreal... Only about the redheads. That's it, the that's red. true. The redheads. L'Oreal Paris, their shade matcher tool, it gets you every which way. So you know that I ride for L'Oreal Men Expert One Twist Hair Color. It being an easy thing to use. It helping you look great. And also, it letting you know just what color that hair is. All right, salad talk on brunch. Y'all have waited long enough. I've been doing sweet green a lot. I, uh, Lord, forgive me, I have not had breakfast in a while. That's why you're looking so smart today. I'm getting back to the good stuff. I'm actually, yeah. actually, I'm going to Green River Festival, our friends, putting on a, a hell of a show, going to see some great artists there. The list of artists I'm excited to see is uh, growing exponentially, but uh, plans have been made on Sunday, I will be going out for breakfast. And you know this from when we went to Portland in the winter. When you've been off breakfast for a little while, going to breakfast is the best. I couldn't sleep last night because late in the evening, we made plans to get breakfast. I, uh, you were very romantic about breakfast when we sat down in that diner. Uh, mm. And it, it, they say it's hard, it's hard not to be romantic about baseball, which is true sometimes. 
But it's also hard not to be romantic about breakfast, especially if you've taken some time off. And let me tell you, uh, it was only two of us, right? We, yeah, just two of us when we went to breakfast. Uh, that wasn't the part that I needed clarification on. Did we still do like uh, pancakes for the table type of thing or no? You did, yeah. That's your move. Okay, so... I love doing pancakes for the table. Even if there's only one other person there at this breakfast, I'll be doing pancakes for the table, might do waffles for the table. I was told the place that I'm going has very good waffles, so maybe pancakes and waffles for the table. I'm going to get coffee, but not just any coffee. They're going to warm up the coffee for me. Oh, that's that's an underrated part of going to breakfast is cake. Can I warm that up for you? It's a little yeah, breakfast please, trick. You. And you know what that means? People are saying, what the heck does he mean? What, what is he bringing a freaking microwave to breakfast? No, it's they have to know that like you're down. They have to know that like you're cool. They'll come mm-hmm. by and they will pour more coffee into your mug that already has some coffee in it, making the initial coffee warmer. Thus, they have warmed up the coffee for you. It's an interesting thing to think about. They just, they make something hot by just mixing it with something hot. It's like, do you ever warm up the bath? Yeah, yeah where you, you just uh, you turn it on a little bit and re, uh, re-inject some heat back into it. When you do that, do you drain as well? No. I do I do the drain and add in. Because generally I like to find a, a good amount of... I haven't done a bath in a while. Man, bath, weed, and this is my house was my jam for a little bit. That's, I mean, now I'm, I'm like craving a bath. I'm not going to do it until I get home, obviously. But man, I would love to decompress from this trip with a nice hot bath. You still haven't done This Is My House, have you? No, I have not. Dude, I prob like, you, you know that I'm right on this. I don't, I don't even need to talk you into this. Smoke some weed, take a bath, and watch This Is My House. Trying to figure out whose house that is? Man. I think I've talked about that show on this, right? I believe so. They have three contestants, and like uh, one of them there is giving like a tour of their own house, but the other two have to pretend like it's their house. Correct. It's it's somebody's house, and there's a panel of entertainers, and this is a UK show. It's a BBC show, so I don't know who anybody is on it. I don't know who any of these people are, but they just th- love Flo Rida. They're trying to guess whose house it is. And they get really creative with some of the twists and turns they'll throw at you. And you're like, ooh, at first I thought it was Pete 1's house, but now I think it's Pete 3's house. And you're high as you're watching it? Oh, man. <laughs> it's a I, uh, I, watched the, uh, I watched the Channing Tatum dog movie on the oh, plane. Oh, cool. And I was quite high. Uh, it, was, it was pretty enjoyable. It was like literally exactly what you'd expect, but uh, it was enjoyable. I watched, uh, what did I watch? Oh, I watched Jim and Marge Go Large, which is a film on Paramount Plus, was lightly recommended by Ryan Lambert, starring Brian Cranston and Annette Benning, in which 
an old retired mathematician finds a loophole in the lottery and uh, they just try to get a bunch of money off of the lottery. Great premise, not great movie, but was fine. It was like a good D, if that makes sense. A good D. You've like, cut out a couple times, but I, I think that they... Yeah, they, I've got they that did. shitty hotel Wi-Fi. Ah, I don't gotcha. know anything about good D. I'm sorry. Actually, there's... I kid you not, there's been like four times that you've like laughed and thrown your head back and you've cut out at that point. So I just say something. Dead silence. And then you sound lightly amused as you begin to talk again. When in reality, <laughs> you're coming down off of a laugh. Okay. I'm sure this will be uh, very enjoyable for the listeners. Let the record... Sh- and the listeners definitely believe that, too. Yes. No, we laugh a good amount on this podcast. Like, when I, whenever I'm editing, it's very easy to find, like, big transients. Transients? The big spikes on the waveform. Because, like, we, we do laugh quite a bit. I don't know. Sue us. The boys like to have a laugh. Let Bo- us live. Boys like to giggle from time to time. So tell me this about salad, Pete. What are you putting on your salad? Uh, I mean, like, I'm not putting things on salad. I take a salad as it comes, um, and then uh, the only thing I'm putting on there is dressing. Okay. What kind of dressing are you putting on there, Pete? I'm usually a uh, either a balsamic vinaigrette guy or a, uh Italian guy. Ooh. Fun fact about me... Because- Go ahead. Italians, Italians have their own dressing. They stick salad to salad is their thing. That's right. You know I don't like salad dressing in general, but I hate. I'm talking hate. Anything balsamic. I think really? that is the most pungent, terrible smell, horrible taste. Like when people say that when people say they have the, uh, what is it the the. The something gene. What's the thing? The the thing that people cilantro gene. The cilantro gene, right? Where they either take think it tastes like soap or they think it tastes like cilantro. I have whatever the balsamic gene is. I think that any sort of balsamic vinegar is the worst smelling and tasting thing. I can't sit at a table where somebody's eating something with it, and if I get a sandwich that accidentally has some has it on it, I just straight up can't eat it. It's horrible. Have you had the the D's balsamic? No. You haven't had that. D is if this feels like a D's nuts setup. Damn it! <laughs> well, I tried. What were you, were you just gonna say? D's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> we got uh, Parks Shivery in the house. Special guest. Special guest. Just taking a break from. Having a winning grin. See, Pete's laughing right now, and you guys are getting absolutely nothing. (laughs) Yeah, this blows. Um, This is the... There's many DJ wasn't funny episodes. This will go down as DJ's least funny episode. I'm sorry. I'm uh you're carrying right now because I'm very hungover, but uh this is like the balsamic of podcasts. Yeah, I hate that for you that you're Hungover. I was saying to you before the podcast, it looks like, and again, when I would do when I would do these, what you're doing right now, it was also coming off of like a long playoff run, so there was like some running on fumes. But there was there's a, just like constant drinking, 
and feeling hungover and feeling bad. But I haven't done that since I was 20. Last time I covered the Stanley Cup final, like really covered, went to, did all the travel and everything, I was 24 years old. If I was doing it right now, I would not be doing a lot of drinking, I don't think. Yeah, I I definitely... I haven't been drinking heavily, um, like much at all before coming here. So I'm, I'm like certainly rusty and it's just a lot. It's just a grind. Like there's a lot of travel, there's a lot of work and there's a lot of drinking and it's just like I'm running out of gas. Yeah. I think the MVP so far has been Greg Wyshynski because everything he's posted has either been him at like a hold steady concert where you're not tying one on at a Hold Steady concert. You're probably having one. That's like a one or two beer concert. Or uh, he was kayaking. Yeah, he was kayaking in the river. Uh, He's yesterday. doing some like veteran, like no know, knows how to do it kind of thing. But he doesn't have a, a Rockies City Connect jersey. so That's true. So I am winning. I'm doing this the best. I'm the best at this. I'm doing the best at this. Let me tell you what's going on my salad, Peter. So okay. I'm not a... You're a dry salad. You know guy. I'm a dry salad you. boy. So I'm getting, uh, what am I getting? I'm getting uh, romaine. That goes out saying spring mix. So that's what it's, I'm doing for my greens. Grilled chicken, obviously. Need some protein on there. They do a uh, they do like a sautéed uh, zucchini. And squash, which I don't like squash, but I like squash. I don't fuck with squash. But when it's like cut up and treated like it's a zucchini, that's fine. In fact, I learned from this that I get that on uh, my stuff at a Mexican place near me, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's squash." Apparently, I didn't know if that's squash, but it's basically just like a different colored zucchini, and then. I get sweet potatoes. That's an option there. Take that every day of the week. And then for moisture, I do some lime on there. So it's at no, least no wet. Dressing? No dressing. That's so wild. That seems like the worst salad ever. So I'm it's, it's very good. I enjoy it a lot. But I'm very aware that, like, I'm pretty sure... Health people, let us know on patreon.com slash listen to brunch. Um, does sweet potato make the salad bad for you? Or is it essentially like a dressing replacement in that like dressing makes a salad bad for you? Dressing is, is not good for you. So like I feel like you're either you're, you're at least like you're doing better or you're breaking even. Yeah. Tell you what, man, you should try this salad. Sweet potato no. rocks. I'm going to pass on that salad. That salad sounds horrible. Patreon members, get on the patreon.com slash us the brunch, support the old pard, and uh, tell us your sweet green orders. Next time you you get the salad, take a picture of it and post it on the Patreon. And just like roast my salad. I'll tell you, uh, I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to go today. Let's see. Yeah, today it's, Wednesday, it's one thirty. I haven't eaten yet. That's what I'll do, probably. I'll, I'll finish yeah, yeah. This, this podcast and then uh, go do that. I also need to eat. So, Have you done no foods? No food yet. Man, when I'm hungover, 
I, I'm not. I'm never that like. Oh, I can't put anything on my stomach. I'm so hungover. Blah blah. I'm like, uh, this is an excuse. I get to go to Five Guys or something <laughs> like that. Usually the move is like when I'm hungover, I will. Uh, I will be like, I'm all about food. I need food. Food will make me feel better. And then I sit down, and then I, it's in front of me, and I'm like disgusted by it, and I can't eat it. Huh. Huh. Uh, have you seen the 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 war that's raged on basically every five minutes on Twitter over Airbnb versus hotels? You just cut out. You said yes. I said no. Oh, every now and then somebody will tweet something that's like, hey, uh, people who go to Airbnb, I have a suggestion for you, uh, something that isn't going to charge you $100 in cleaning fees and blah, 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 and won't like have you meet some stranger to get a key and won't send you weird text messages. It's called a hotel. And then that'll have like 300,000 retweets. But then the responses will be like, uh, maybe I like an Airbnb because blah, blah, blah. And people, like more so than anything political I've seen, Pete, go from like zero to two million miles an hour with like personal shots and killing each other. What? Yes. That's so wild. It's amazing. I, will, I think that both are great and both have a place. Like... I, Every time I see one of those tweets, like I like to call them the like uh, the the first shot tweets, because they're they're the two sides just staring each other down. Hank and Steve Gomez, Jack Welker and his crew, just like at some point someone's gonna fire here. And imagine being passionate about either side. Yeah, like imagine just like riding for a hotel or like <laughs> yeah. riding for an Airbnb. I told you one of my friends, like, though, actually, is, like, a huge hotel guy. I think hotels are cool. Like, I know you said that he's, like, a hotel guy to the point where, like, he will make it a point to stop at, like, every hotel in, like, a new city or whatever and, like, essentially grade them. He, like, knows. He'll I'll be like, hey, I'm going to this city. He'll take a look. And I'll be like, ooh, they've got a whatever. They've got that's got that good smelling foyer. Like, he knows about, like, and there yeah, are people you, like this. You told me that, like, and this was a fun fact that I did not know, is that uh, brands of hotels have their own, like, individual created scent that they, like, put into the hallways and, like, the entryways so that, like, it triggers something in your brain that you're like, okay, I'm at a Hilton or whatever. Insane. It's so cool. And all the Marriott's have, like, different, uh, I always say Marriott. I never say Marriott. I say Marriott. Yeah, all of them have, like, their different smell. What's that process like? You think that, like, they it's like a, a Mr. Shula in Breaking Bad thing where they're, like, Maybe. sitting him down. Yeah. And they're just like, all right, here's the French. Here's the Cajun kick-ass. And they're just, like, smell. They're just, like, spraying him in the face with it. He was doing that with ketchup, right? He was doing it with uh, all the new... Uh, all of the the dipping sauces they had French, they, and then the, the last one they say uh, uns ketchup, and he just takes the the tots, and pushes the sauces aside, and just starts like inhaling them because he's like, "Yo, I got to go kill myself in a couple of minutes in the bathroom." I did. There's a uh, in rewatching Better Call Saul. There is a little Easter egg. There's a big uh, meeting where there's a big like madrigal meeting where they're talking about how they're all doing it each quarter and Gus says uh that 
Poyos Hermanos is doing fantastic. They had their best quarter, yada, yada, yada. And uh, they're introducing their new spice curls. It's going to be on the menu. So they bring them out to everybody and they cut to Mr. Shula and he dips it in the ketchup and is like smiling. Interesting. I did not pick up on that. That's hilarious. My guy Shula must have had a shitty body. I know what it's like to only eat fucking tots and ketchup all day. That guy, that guy must have sucked. <laughs> we got a recorded laugh from Pete, everybody. That's the first time Pete's laughed. He's been very angry this whole episode. First laugh out of Pete. What would you prefer, a hotel or an Airbnb? I guess whatever doesn't get me screamed at by people on the internet. I think that both are very nice. I think that hotels, there's there's like a more of a comfort in hotels because you don't feel like you're staying in somebody's house. But I think that like the experience of an Airbnb probably has a higher ceiling. Yeah. Um, you can have a sick Airbnb. It's very rare that you're going to be like, this hotel fucking rules. Right. Because if you get a sick hotel... You know, going in because sick hotels cost like fifteen hundred dollars yeah. a night. But yeah, yeah, I feel like the Airbnb can add to the experience of a trip, whereas like a hotel usually doesn't. Our Airbnb in L.A. had the best shower, like changed our shower lives for That's forever. True. It had an incredible shower. But people are mad at Airbnbs because people are buying houses for the sake of renting them out as Airbnbs. And everyone's like, yo, my brother in Christ, we need to live somewhere. That's fair. I can see how, Airbnb, I can see how Airbnbs are bad in some ways. We had a scary uh, thing with Airbnb where there's uh, the person had a key tag in an air tag, yeah. an air tag in their keys. And they like synced onto our phones somehow. And it was telling track us. It was tracking yeah. us. And I Literally, the only thing we had done was walked from the Airbnb to the Staples Center to go see the funniest Lakers game anybody's ever watched. But hotels isn't giving you that scary type of shit. Yeah, they're not tracking your location, I don't think. I hope not. I think next time either of us stay at a hotel or Airbnb, it's like really lean into it and like kick the hornet's nest. Like you should take a picture after this and post it and be like... That's right, pussies, or something like way aggressive to get to like really rile up the Airbnb people. They're like, oh, Airbnbs are better. I love this war that I did not know existed. I think we should get in on it. I just don't know which. It's like picking a, an EPL team. I'm just having such a hard time settling on one that really strikes maybe my fancy. We to, maybe we need to just do uh, like the Battle of Alberta thing. We just need one of us needs to pick a side and then we'll just go to war with each other. Yeah. Well, who what would uh Daniel Plainview more likely be? Um I I I bet I bet uh he seems like a hotel guy. So this is so tough because a hotel, like I could hear him saying, like I'm a hotel man, and like it's this long business that's been around forever, and it's a way that if you get in and you build your own thing, it can be a whatever. However, Airbnb is some shit where you can go in and like chase people out of their homes that's and yes. ruin lives. And when people are like, "Hey, don't you understand that this Airbnb business is really, uh, it's it's hurting the housing economy and doing all this stuff." 
And Daniel Plainview would be like, I drink your milkshake. I drink your milkshake, baby. <laughs> ah. Yeah, he, he would be an Airbnb squatter. That's That's what he would be. I love this. All right, so jump on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash listen to brunch. Is Daniel Plainview a hotel guy or an Airbnb guy? Any more final thoughts for the old podcast this week, Peter? No, that's it. I'm All good. All right, check the check. This is a surprise on Patreon.com slash listen to brunch. Love you. Bye. <laughs>